0: All right, so it's very possible that some things we say in this episode will sound a little disjointed. It's because a lot of these segments that we're using for tonight were actually recorded for the Avengers Endgame episode, which actually was already released, and it just wound up being way too long with all the segments in there. Our Avengers Endgame review was about an hour and a half because we did both non-spoiler and spoiler reviews. We got into Easter eggs. We, we got into some deep cuts in the MCU, so it just went on a little bit too long for it, for it to uh, exist within another episode. So I've cut some of those segments out, and I'm putting them in here. So you may hear us mention uh, that we're doing an Avengers Endgame review. You probably already heard that if you're a regular listener. If you haven't, go check it out. Uh, so instead, me and Jay, for this episode, we actually have a review for High Life, the Robert Pattinson film that actually came out back in Sundance back in 2018. I believe it was September of 2018. This movie actually uh, got it, got its first release, but now it's got a national release, and I believe you can even rent it on demand, too. But Me and Jay both saw that, so we're going to be doing a review for that. We do have some new news that we're going to be doing, and then we also have a trailer park for Sonic the movie. Yeah, we're going to have some fun at that film's expense. So I hope that you enjoy the show, and uh, if it just seems a little bit disjointed, I apologize for that. Uh, We just had to uh, make do with what we had. Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show.
1: podcast on the PodFix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.
0: Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. We are joined by my wife, Lauren. She looks super happy to be here, too.
2: Sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am very happy. Very Thank happy. you for having me. You're...
0: All right, Jay, it's been a week since we got together, man. What have you been up to? It's been one week since you looked at me. Got your head to the sides and I'm angry.
1: Well, you guys know a little bit about what I've been up to. Uh, a couple days ago, I was in... Um, el paso texas and also new mexico on a work trip um long story short it was a bit of a disaster uh it was me and another co-worker of mine's responsibility to transport one of our clients to his home state of new mexico since he's aged out of our facility many 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 problems ensued and a lot of variables happen that are kind of out of our control and we were in a holding period where we did not know what the hell to do, we stranded in the desert with uh, with a troubled young man.
0: So With a young man who, <laughs> who it was, is causing harm to himself and threatening harm to others. Right. <laughs> Didn't he jump out of a moving car, he, you he, said, he, at one point? He opened up the door,
1: somehow, at wow. 80 miles That's per hour excited. on the highway. So that was one of the many fun <laughs> things that happened uh, during that couple of days. And, you know, just it was such a whirlwind time with – Being there, driving around, trying to figure things out, work, trying to figure things out, helping us out a lot uh, as well, but just... The planes, my God, my body just can't hold up in, in planes like that. Well, I,
0: how'd your flight go? You went from you went from Albuquerque to San Francisco to Vegas to to well to Philadelphia. Yeah, well,
1: flying there, we stopped to Houston, then to El Paso, and then drove an hour to New Mexico to this place where he was supposed to go, but he had a huge behavior there, and he rejected him. So <laughs> okay. then at that point, he was technically homeless, <laughs> and he couldn't go anywhere. And he's very low and he has a lot of medications and he's twenty four needs twenty four seven care and the only way he can get into a place is if he voluntarily signed himself in and he did not want to. He right. wanted to go home. <laughs> so essentially
0: Two options. Yeah. Leave, this, leave this individual who has intellectual disability right. alone and homeless on the street and just be like, exactly. bye!
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And yep.
0: then check the papers for days in, in New Mexico, hoping that you don't find out that his body was found somewhere and that you're partly responsible for that. Exactly. Or stick around. And hope that they're going to pay you to stay there. <laughs> <laughs> I, haven't,
1: I haven't figured that one out yet. Uh, I'll get back to work on Monday, so we'll Dude, see. Dude, what if you
0: just like, I mean, no one would know. You could have knocked him out. And then just took him to an emergency room and be like, he just passed out. Gotta go. Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. And as you're signing him in and they're like, well, what happened? It's like, I don't know. He just passed out. It's your problem now. Gotta go.
1: (laughs) So many options were getting thrown out. And and we were... Seriously was, considering him. I mean, there were some times where we was bludgeoning, were thinking about. Bludgeoning well, was, that mean, was
2: that one of the options? The night
1: before, the night before, he actually did get bludgeoned in the head. So his oh, he Jesus. had an open wound in the airport on the plane, and I'm Good sitting God. next to him I and mean, just see the blood still. It's not even healed awesome. up. <laughs> it was terrible, and I don't even know this kid that well. Like I, it was more
0: or less the caseworker. So you're he, walking around New Mexico yeah. with this bloody mess. Yeah. Now, that sounds like a, a fantastic time. I hope oh, you got gosh. paid well. I hope so too. And you're home now. But you missed you missed your screening. It of- all
1: worked out, everybody. So yeah. he actually did end up um no, I getting to him a hanging. big restraint later on the next day. <laughs> and it sort of knocked him out of um of his, his little temper tantrum that he was going through. So he so actually needed, voluntarily
0: he, signed in he to the facility.
1: Well, police were there, an ambulance was there. I mean, there's so many people there at the time.
0: I'm sorry, was he restrained or tased?
1: Restrained. <laughs> and t- but it was at the facility that we wanted him to go to. <laughs> picture
0: you know, a cop show up and jay reaches and, and grabs the zapper and it was like behind <laughs> it, it,
1: it, it, it was behind the mexican restaurant like right next to the facility it was so fucking bizarre oh uh, that sounds like and then it was such Avenger. an awkward like goodbye like chris was like this is it man we're, we're out we're out <laughs> we're right? this is new mexico's bomb see- now so i'm
0: like <laughs> He's in, he's in. And custody. I'm like, all right. He's in someone. Buddy. He's in someone's custody. It's the yeah. Department of Corrections. But let's let's, let's bounce.
1: <laughs> and then we had like an a, an hour and a half to catch the plane all to right. get to Phoenix. Phoenix to. Las Vegas, and then a red eye into Philly.
0: I just love it that when and we were, I did
1: not sleep when we recorded at all.
0: Movie Cocktail, you were talking about. Yeah, we're going to drop him off at this placement, and we got some. We uh, got like a day to go around and get some drinks before our flight goes. Seriously, back. we were, <laughs> None we were <laughs> planning.
1: <laughs> None of that happened, and he was None. a saint the whole way until we got to that facility that he was supposed to go to originally, and he completely flipped. Go out, out. to New he Mexico. He was going home.
0: Get myself some uh some Mormon strange. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, I was all about it. Well, Whatever's going to happen, I was like, all right, I got my cowboy boots
0: on. Well, while you the ones that look like cowboy boots. While you were out in New Mexico, <laughs> yes. me and Lauren, the big thing we did, obviously, was see Avengers Endgame. You did, too, after missing mm-hmm. a showing. Yeah. But we, we did go out and see Avengers Endgame. And today, we just did some gardening. We did some straight-up adult shit. Yep. Yeah, we, adult, we, we adulted. We
2: went to did. a wedding in between there, We too. did.
0: We did. And, oh, cool. Uh, and you know what really bothers me? When someone keeps telling me how funny I am. I wanted oh to like. Oh
2: my <laughs> god! So and I just
0: wanted to be like. First off, did my like, you never told me your husband's so funny? Oh and I was my god! Like, yeah. Did she tell you that I was, that I don't take compliments well either? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I yeah. Felt so like the I wedding we went that. to was my friend slash co-worker, Rosanna, and there was you know our other coworkers. It's our little lunch table. <laughs> we were at her wedding, and um, he was just. Dave was being Dave. He was right. just shooting his mouth off, talking shit. And he was cracking my friend Lisa up. She was dying. She's like, Oh my God. He is so funny. To be I fair, see I was not why talking you shit him. on
0: anybody there. No
2: no, 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 no. You were, I was just saying, you were just talking shit. Yeah, yeah. Not about anyone. <laughs>
0: But her her date did look exactly
2: like, like me, Leonardo yeah.
0: DiCaprio in Django Unchained. So at one point I asked him, "Oh wow, if he could if he could just hold his drink up and tell me that." I had his curiosity, huh. but now I have his interest. <laughs> <laughs> I just needed to say he, d- he wouldn't do it, but he got it. <laughs> so right. He took that with a grain of salt. But it was <laughs> it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> weddings, just I don't know. I'm awkward at weddings. Lauren really likes to dance. I don't like to dance, but I will dance because I don't want to be the asshole who's like, no, I'm not going to dance. I'm going to sit at the table and do not like I'll still go dance, even though I don't like it. She knows I don't like it. Right. But I still I still do it I still boogie down, and well, yeah. you, you go all out yeah it's and it. you don't you don't half ass
1: it and I was outside
0: <laughs> uh, hitting the vape and the DJ asked me if I had any weed and I was like no this is just non nicotine tobacco flavored right. he's like look at me he's like what's the point. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Just I I don't I didn't I wanted to get rid of nicotine I got rid of nicotine but I still have the habit. What this do you want from the
2: DJ who at one point played Honky tonky Man? It was
0: yes. just, oh jeez, so terrible DJ. However, the bride and groom, the music that they selected, their right. mixtape that was playing, it, right, that was fantastic. That yeah. was great. It was all violins, but they played like. Pop music from the 70s and stuff. So there was like Queen thrown in there. There was the Beatles. It was, it was right. that was pretty cool. Good. Uh, but other than that, the adult shit we did was we went to fucking Home fucking Depot today. Yeah, man. we did. Big day. You're doing what? Well, um, actually, pretty nice little Saturday. We're uh, we're gonna go to Home Depot. Yeah, buy some wallpaper. Maybe get some flooring. Stuff like that. Maybe Bed Bath and Beyond. I don't know. I don't know if we'll have enough time we got some plants start putting some saturday afternoon at home depot well i mean (laughs) our front yard like it's got grass and then it's got like we look like we live in fucking new mexico because like (laughs) it just looks like our yard's like this wasteland and like when i'm mowing the lawn like after i'm done mowing the lawn like you know there's like this moment that you like you kind of suck in your gut a little bit stick out your chest and and you feel like your dick grows about an inch and you're like (laughs) i'm a man like look at this yard it looks so good but then like when I look against the house, and I was like, "Oh yeah, look at that lifeless wasteland."
2: Our our rocks, <laughs> our rock garden.
0: <laughs> we can grow rocks super well. So we went. We got we got two rose bushes. We got two evergreen trees to put in, and mm-hmm. uh, some fake flowers because <laughs> we,
2: <fake> <laughs> we
0: can't keep potted plants. Like we we the first year we were here, we went all out. Like we put the rock garden mm-hmm. out there, then we put like potted plants around with all these. Uh, I believe they're called perennials. The ones annuals. Don't we put annuals around yeah, yeah, ones yeah. That, that that or that will never come back. They just die. Who cares what they are? I'm not a gardener. I don't care. So anyway, uh, they died immediately. And even the permanent ones that we put in there, one of them lasted like one winter right. and then came back like halfway. Like it, lo- it looked like it was rough. Like it looked like two face. Half of the thing was dead and the other half was like the house gets nonstop sunlight. Yeah, it does.
2: right, right, right. And to be fair, I don't water plants. No, I don't fertilize like I'm supposed to do. So Got we to had to find plants I used to buy that you, were very low maintenance. I bought
0: you an orchid once that lasted for like almost like two weeks. Like that made it, know. and that was a potted plant too. Like that's supposed to. Last. I
2: I managed low to. Maintenance too. low I, maintenance I I managed to kill a succulent. Like yeah. that's how bad. <laughs>
0: Which is pretty much a cactus,
2: right? <laughs> all you have to do is fucking put water in it. It doesn't once even a need.
0: Month. Once a month, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: You don't even need a lot of sunlight on it. Straight and murdering I still plants here. killed it.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> now like all of our bushes that are on. The side of our house for some reason this year dead not coming back right. so I have to go cut all those down so getting into some adult shit around here is what I'm saying but yeah so that's really what we've been up to this week Jay let's get into what are you watching what are you watching what are we watching he's trying to watch some illegal channel uh, watching. no 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 go past this past this part in fact never play this again
1: so I got around to finally catching John Hillcoat's The Proposition.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, the Australian, uh, yes, the Australian Western, Western yeah. with yeah, Guy Pearce, yeah, it's fucking fantastic, is it not?
1: It is, it yeah. is. Um, it's solid. It's a very solid, very slow, very old school. It's very stark,
0: um, like that's the way I put it. Like it's just very, it's very stark. Like it's just like,
1: yeah, there's no, you know, redeeming qualities of any. Re- <laughs> Too many characters, I guess, you can say they're all pretty much bad guys. Yeah, everyone is. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. And there's not really that many redeeming people. And there's a, it's a small story. It's a small story. It's very moody. It's very beautiful. It's a about lot of revenge. Lovely right? shots. Yeah, yeah. Um, like all good different, cowboy. Different movies, kind yeah. of variations of revenge from from different kind of people and brotherhood and pride. And I liked it. I liked it. I didn't love it, but I liked it. See, it I think good. I liked
0: it more than you did. I, I, I think you did. I, I think certainly you did. think. And so people, you talked about
1: it for years now. I, I just never I got around think to seeing it.
0: everyone should give it a chance. I think it's on Amazon Prime now, right? I believe so. Yeah.
2: I've never seen it. Never heard of it.
0: You wouldn't like it. Probably not. <laughs> for sure. You wouldn't. like Cowboys. You
2: lost me at uh, Western. At Western. Yeah. Australian yeah. Western. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> so
1: other than that, I finally, finally, don't kill me got around to seeing the classic Chinatown. Oh, okay, yeah. I never saw Chinatown. Um Forget I, it, Jack. I always meant to. It's just one of those you know, Chinatown. one of those kind of things. Yeah. Roman Polanski's I think it's his first classic, won a ton of Oscars. Um it's a great mystery noir.
0: One of Jack Nicholson's best acting performances. True. True
1: true. And uh Faye Dunaway, not so much. But no, she was okay. But um it was a really cool movie i had so much fun watching it really fun it's really timely i think and Mm -hmm. especially when i was in new mexico um you know i thought about these little pockets of little towns and how like la like set in this movie in chinatown that was like that was like the conspiracy thing where they were funneling the water in la out into these little areas in town that they wanted to expand one day so all these big industrial billionaires were trying to buy property and develop one day but anyway so it was a lot a lot of fun and other than that obviously endgame
0: i saw twice i just love how you're lavishing praise on a film that won like multiple oscars and everyone knows is amazing 30 years ago (laughs) (laughs) everyone else has seen it you're like it's just so good it's just so good but yeah Yeah, Endgame. ending oh my god the ending we've seen endgame twice now too so it's uh yeah i that's uh (laughs) <laughs> as far as what me and Lauren watched uh, Since she's here She can talk about it with it. We finished Santa Clarita Diet We did And Lauren just shared with us the news That it's official It's, it's not coming going
2: com- to be canceled It's canceled Yeah Which sucks
0: Happens to everything we wind up liking on Netflix With the sad. exception of Stranger Things But you know We like that Friends from College show With with uh, Fred Savage Right And, and, and uh, Keegan-Michael Key But that ended up getting canceled as well uh, But other than Other than finishing Santa Clara to Diet, which I did think it was the weakest season, but I still had a ton of fun with it. Uh, we watched on Netflix. It's a film that's called Someone Great. Yes. And and this is about three early thirty something girls whose yeah. careers are getting together and the relationships that they have. And uh you were the one that, that really put this on. I just happened to be around. You for were it. happening whatever. But I did find myself enjoying parts of it, especially anything with Lakeith Stanfield, because I yeah. just I love him yeah. as an actor. I think he's fantastic.
2: No, I really liked the movie and it was great because it had a bunch of like songs from the I guess late 90s early 2000s so that was a lot of fun and I mean the the girls in it were Hilarious! They were all amazing. Um, the girls,
0: Brittany Snow, I know her. Brittany Snow, she's yet. from um, that that movie where all the girls sing without any type of music. It's all acapella. Oh yeah, pitch that's perfect. Pitch, pitch Perfect. perfect. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Bingo, yeah right, there right, right. it is.
2: <laughs> she was also in John Tucker Must Die.
0: Sure, oh, yeah. never saw yeah. that. I'm pretty
2: sure that was Brittany Snow in never it. Never <laughs> saw that.
0: <laughs> I think she was one of the
1: girls
2: in that. I yeah. think she was the main girl in it. Yeah, yeah. But I
0: do think that like this is one of those Netflix original movies. It's worth it's worth giving a shot. It's worth it's
2: worth. It it was fun yeah. and um anytime the girl said anything like vulgar and gross you're like oh Oh my god God. women speak like that no it wasn't like I thought like that (laughs) that's how I I took it when you said it it's because
0: the women that are in it like you know it's the girl from Jane the Virgin right? Right. right. so it's like I've never heard her talk like that I've never heard Brittany Snow like you know fuck a guy in the office and then like walk out with like (laughs) with like a wad of tissues as she wipes her vagina from like (laughs) she she wipes the cum off her vagina and stuff so it's like these are I just we didn't see these girls doing this stuff before so it's a little shocking when you know they're they're blowing pleasies and doing shots of tequila and then trying to score Coke and trolling for dick and just like So what movie is this called uh, this is peaking my interest now
1: Someone
2: great. No 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 it was really it's really good. It's really, really funny. And um I know at one point when they were in the convenience store and Selena's song came on and you're like, what the fuck? What is this? Because I'm sitting I've never there heard and Selena. I'm like dying. I'm like just belting it out. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I so I mean it's it's a perfect like Netflix like yeah date night movie like that's if you're at home with your with your SO with your significant other then I I would say yeah you know put this on watch it watch it with your significant other and for you Jay I would say that this is basically Netflix female version of that awkward moment. You remember that movie? Oh uh, yeah, it's kind of yeah. like that. Yeah, so that's I, I I did wind up enjoying it. So the other movies that we got around to watching was I showed my daughter Spider Man into the Spider Verse for the first time. I uh, I cried because I love that movie, but. Logan couldn't give two fucks about it. You
2: said she only cared about a.
0: Just call me when Spider Gwen's on. Yeah. That's what she said. She goes running into the bedroom, and she kept saying, "Call me when the Spider Girl's on." <laughs> like, spider Girl's here. It's like where? I'm like oh, you just missed her. <laughs> but uh, so now she's all about Spider Gwen. So I think I'm going to try to slip that in to get her dressed up like that for Halloween. Uh, me and Lauren, Lauren didn't watch this, but I I did. I watched Hellboy Jay. I had to i had to know everyone saw i knew it was going to be bad everyone's talking about how bad it is so as soon as everyone's like it's super bad i went and saw it it is super bad but (laughs) everyone telling me how bad it was prepared me for how bad it was and i wound up only finding like the good in it now i mean it's still a terrible movie i would probably give it like a d plus but it's still a pretty bad yeah, I movie think, I think I gave it an F plus yeah. I mean it's yeah. like <laughs> so, it's so bad. I would give it a D plus it's just it's pacing was super rushed for a film that's almost like two and a half hours right like it's a it's a, it's a two hour long movie but yeah. they just cram so much into it and it almost felt like the dialogue was sped up like when they're when they're talking when when uh, Hellboy's quipping it seems like he has a quip and then they just like someone responds really quick and he responds back and then cut scene onto another horrible like, editing horrible script location. writing <laughs>
1: like it's just yeah it just didn't flow right.
0: And the thing, like, that, bothered to, pages, thing that bothered me the thing that bothered me the most about it was the the music. I love the heavy metal music. There's no sure. problem with that at all. The problem is when they would play it, they would have characters talking, but you couldn't hear what the characters were saying because the sound <laughs> mixing was so terrible that all you heard was the rock music. And it's like, so dialogue means nothing, right? Then why have him talk at all? Like, why have him say anything? Uh, but we did, me and Lauren did watch a movie worse than Hellboy together. We watched The Nun, which is part of the Conjuring
2: okay. series. And man, that was just truly. It was, it was so bad. Awful. <laughs> but like, it was. I think it was, what, our Saturday night movie? Because we just needed something. Yeah.
0: We didn't want to put mid-90s on yet, which is now streaming on Amazon Prime. We saved that for the next day, so we watched The Nun. And it was just, I I don't even want to put dialogue terrible like yeah. the the entire plot terrible like you have no clue why anybody is doing anything that they're doing or what the rules of this ghost is like right, it right, seems right. like it could do anything that the script needs it to do I when the script needs it to the only
2: it. part that was halfway decent of the movie was the very end how it connected itself into the other movies like yeah. that was it
0: because it's the only thing i didn't see coming when i was like right, oh right, that's right, right, where right. the nun came from oh that's how she got in touch with the nun right, okay, right that right. makes sense right. i guess Everything else, like a carrot less. It was about.
2: terrible. They
0: should have made it like a a five ten minute short film, like yeah, yeah, yeah. in the Conjuring series or something. Add it on the back of one of the DVDs and just forget about it. Yeah, because this movie is even fucking even truly like terrible. the
2: scare jumps. It didn't work yeah. for it at all. Maybe you just have. Maybe we're just. You know, I don't know, maybe we're just so used to we're, it by now. We're big horror fans, so right, yeah, right, right. So it doesn't work for us as well. I don't but think
0: this worked for anybody. It got, like I don't a, know, it <laughs> gets like Probably a five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <Yeah. so>. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one's certifying this shit fresh. Mm-mm. Uh, and then finally, me and Lauren did watch together, we watched mid 90s, and
2: uh, I didn't finish it, though.
0: yeah. <laughs> so it, it's it's very, and me and Jay were talking about it, it's a very Link Ladder type film, it's a very Harmony Corinne type film, and I feel like it's. Very inspired. I don't think it's more. It's more geared towards for guys. You know what?
2: I didn't see. I thought it was going to be something different. And then I started watching that. A little
0: like, funnier. Yeah. Yeah. I'm well, like,
2: oh, I don't I don't like this at all.
0: Super creepy scene, though, when the girl is like putting her hands down his pants and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. I'm like, this kid is like 10, 11. He's like
2: 9 or 10 yeah. or something. Yeah, I, I think he's like, 12,
0: but she's like 16, 17. Right, right, right. Like grabbing in this kid's junk. And I'm like, dude, this makes me feel uncomfortable. Um, I, a future teacher. Stranger I, danger.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I gave up when uh, he was in the car and he was like flipping out on his mom like in her her face yelling at her i'm like fuck that shit if that was my kid yelling at me like that yeah. i would totally punch a kid in the oh, face oh yeah
0: oh you could punch a kid for that 100 or at least open palm slap right, right. across his face <laughs> like no no one would fault you for that no. uh, you were 20 minutes from the end like the end oh, comes really? like right after oh, okay. that pretty much and uh but yeah i i gotta say like i enjoyed the film i enjoyed it for what it was i would probably give it like a, just a solid b i think um but it, it mostly the things I found myself enjoying were like the nostalgia of it, just like that mid nineties. I era, think I rated,
1: I think I gave it a B as well, yeah. and, and mostly because of the nostalgia yeah, and, and yeah. me having similar kind of playful interactions with friends back in the day exactly and skate parks and stuff like that you just bullshit around and just reminded me of that
0: yeah i mean not not me with the skate parks but like the the bullshitting around like just going to places and hanging out and like sure. that was your fun yeah and and stuff like that i wasn't you know i i wasn't drinking 40s when i was 12 years old like this kid so <laughs> no, I yeah i wasn't getting my dick grabbed on by a fucking 16 year old girl but you uh-huh. know i mean, good for him i guess i like, get early bloomer you know he's pregnant yeah right He's gonna be comparing every girl to her the entire rest of his life but uh, it but it was that very slow very methodical very slice of life type thing that you would right. see in a link ladder or or a harmony Corinne movie and that's like I said I think that's exactly what Jonah Hill was going for and I think he succeeded in it yeah it's just it's nothing I never I ever need to go back to again I, no, like, I the rewatchability is not there for yeah. this it reminded me a lot of uh a, what was that movie that Link ladder did um a, where he age progressed everybody he filmed it Slowly over 12 years. Boyhood. 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 Yeah, yeah. It reminded me a lot of boyhood. Like, it reminded me, like, a lot of that, where it's that. It's...
2: But I really liked boyhood. Like, it yeah. kept me hooked. I. I... This I can't. I can't really not. compare.
1: I mean, there's other movies you can compare this with. I think more than yeah, Boyhood I, so much,
0: but Kids is the one like I compare it to. Kids, a lot, like I
1: kids. think, is probably closer than Boyhood yeah. for sure. Um, in that vein, because it is, it is very vulgar and it is very, very verbally abusive <laughs> in many different kind of ways.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not for everybody. But yeah. it is available on Amazon Prime. If that's one of those, if that's one of those movies that came out around Oscar time that was getting buzzed that you never got around to check out, it's there. All right, so one other thing that me and Jay got around to watching was Game of Thrones season eight, episode three. Obviously, we missed talking about uh, season eight, episode two in Winterfell, where everybody kind of gets like a little meeting moment. Like everyone, it's all the characters, like all the connections that we wanted to see happen in the first episode now happen here. And there's some, uh, there's some, there's a few moments where like I, I got choked up a few times in that episode. I absolutely loved seeing all the characters interact in episode. Too. Oh,
1: absolutely. It was a lot of fun. Just some playful um, stillness. You know, the nighting was fantastic and emotional. The The drinking was fun. And and just, you know, yeah. It, you, you felt like when one of those rare little moments at a house party late at night, right, and everybody's exactly. just kind of the last one standing and everyone's just kind of shooting the shit. It's like the end being of really honest with each other. It's
0: like the end of can't hardly wait. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, a lot of good stuff like that, but there was a lot of good character choices. Um, yeah. I think that they would want to do before a big fight like this. Yeah, it's a calm. Before, it's a calm before the storm. Yes, uh, yes.
0: Some people were being given gifts by other people. Uh, you know, I won't say like who's giving what or anything like that. We don't want to. We don't want to spoil anything. And like part of what I was thinking was like, okay, everyone who's getting or giving a gift is dying. Like all these people who like, uh, there's gotta be some some symbolism this. But I think you know in the end. It, I, I, I I got to stop watching this show with that in mind where it's like, okay, this means that this, it's not that show anymore. Like it, nah. it, it used to be that show that was, that was the game of theories. Like it always, like that's what it seemed like now that all these theories are, are getting put to rest and either coming true or not, it's impossible to, to kind of really figure all you out have to do is shut your brain off right. and enjoy it where they're going from here. I, I honestly don't know. Uh, I mean, obviously we now know how episode three for season eight ends and I mean, I won't spoil it here, but anyone who goes on Facebook, it's already been spoiled for you. I'm sure uh, I've seen tons of gifs of that final scene already yeah. out there and people are just putting it up anywhere uh, because they just assumed that everybody watching a lot of people didn't. But um, it, it, I did not like episode three much at all did it have a shocking moment did it make me jump up and 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 ha- have an emotion loudly yeah like it did but um there's a few right but but for the most part while I was watching it 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 was just a moment here or there that I enjoyed but as a whole it was very calamitous like it was just It was chaos, and I know that that's what they were going for, and kudos to them for doing it that way. They did exactly what they wanted. Oh, exactly. But there's just moments in it where I was just like, all right, can this not... Like take this long, I guess. Like I I think I wanted more character moments like I was getting with episode two to happen here. And we do get a few. We get one with Tyrion and Sansa. I won't say like what's set or what they do. And we do get like a few others like here and there, but for the most part, it was just chaos. <laughs> just really. Yeah. yeah. And and
1: you know, underlit, darker kind of cinematography right. that a lot of people were complaining about, me included. Um, I just feel like They portrayed exactly what the characters would be seeing at the moment, and as a viewer, especially with some people like me, like I don't have the highest tech TV. Like it's an older LCD TV, so the the darks and the blacks don't really. Does it have a tube on the back? Is it
0: humming when it goes on? Are you somewhat sterile just from sitting too close to it?
1: It's (laughs) it's practically a tuber. Yeah, it's 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 not. It's not the best with darker uh, cinematography, right? So, right. I mean, for me, I, it was hard for me to watch some things. I think after the second viewing, I was able to catch a lot more things as far as different characters, right. um, me- fighting and, and different kind of kills and different kind of choices with some characters who were not helping other people fight, you know, and choosing to go down another path to f- help out in some other area or direction, right? So, you know, I saw that more in the second sh- uh, second viewing right afterwards than the initial, um, but overall.
0: It was um, fine. Yeah, me and Lauren. <laughs> I mean, me and Lauren it watched it twice as well. The second time we watched it, I actually increased the brightness on the TV and I changed it. Like we usually have ours set to like warm or something like that because I don't like the colors like busting out into my face. Right. But for this episode, I went and I cranked it up and I changed it to vivid and I increased the brightness a little bit. That did help um, when when watching it, but it 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 wasn't. The visuals that bothered me to begin with it was it was really that i just felt like it was gratuitous for the sake of being gratuitous because they knew they needed to be gratuitous here like they felt like they owed it to us to be that way but you know i think i'm i much i much would have rathered a a battle that was very much like Battle of the Bastards, where, mm. you know, we get some lead into it. We get some build up to it. They, they they left episode two as that. Now, when I go to rewatch this season as a whole, right in a row, my, it might change. Because there's some episodes, you know, from past seasons that I didn't like so much. But when I watched them in a row, you know. It feels right, and it feels better. So, watching that that calm before the storm in episode two, and then immediately starting episode three—that's true. It it might help. It it, it might feel differently, but just going into episode three, and I mean, it just starts off with boom—they're in it pretty much. You're just in the shit. So, uh, yeah, that's that's. That that that's it's a little bit of a gripe, Um, uh, but don't get me wrong. I'm not like I'm not complaining. I'm not like, oh man, Game of Thrones jumped the shark, man. I'm not down with it, man. There's but there's also a few things like uh like the very end scene where I was just like, oh, that's how that works. I guess whatever. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> we got to get this story moving along because we still got to march to another battle next. Yeah, so.
1: <laughs> with a broken well, army
0: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, all right, that's going to do it for what are we watching? Jay, let's head over and let's get into our news for this week. All right, Jay. You had a little bit of news that some people may already know, if they're avid Netflix users, that Quentin Tarantino did something to the Hateful Eight. He did. Apparently, he recut the
1: Hateful Eight as a Netflix miniseries with essentially just 20 minutes of boring footage.
0: Right. It's it's for- landscape shots of Montana. Yeah, I actually um, I knew about this because I I actually happened to be flipping through Netflix. With nothing else to do on Saturday night, and I was like, "Oh, hateful wait. Yeah, I mean, that's worth that's worth another watch. I think I've seen it like twice now. So I was like, "Oh, yeah. I'll give it a th- I'll give it another shot, watch it a third time." And I go to put it on, and I was like, "Oh, episode one." And I started looking. I was like, "Episode one, fifty minutes. Episode two, like fifty two minutes." I was like, "So he took the movie, cut it into fifty minute portions, and, and basically what it amounts to, there's there's about a half hour to forty minutes that are added to it." But the first episode was sprawling like. Well, he obviously did this yeah. without marketing. Right. Absolutely. I think he did that on purpose. Just it was for fun. sprawling landscapes. And then they held on to that statue that you see in the beginning, that wood carving of Jesus on the cross for probably about two to three minutes longer than it was in the original cut. <laughs> and then the credits start. So it's actually like 20 minutes into the movie before you really get your first lines. Uh, you know, they show the horses trudging through the snow you know, before. Samuel L Jackson's character shows up, so it's like, okay, um I, I only got about midway through the second episode, and I was just like, all right, so it literally is the exact same thing, just longer <laughs> i'm sure there's some added dialogue and stuff but i'm i'm do not do we really need it it's not needed no. especially for like what amounts to as it's still a really good film but still it's, for tarantino it's, it's good it's a, it's a mediocre tarantino it's a, mediocre. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a
1: very all, when, all said and done it's just an average movie i guess for his quality yeah um it's still good it was still enjoyable but the rewatchability is not on par with but other films of his.
0: Forty minutes added to it? Like yeah, is it
1: that's just is it
0: that good? Just
1: give me forty minutes. It's probably just a paycheck for him. You know, yeah. it's gonna like a fun thing for him to do. Release it silently. Netflix gives him maybe like a million bucks or something like that, just to
0: now people would probably lose their mind if he footage. was like, Oh, there's forty minutes more to Reservoir Dogs, or we have forty minutes oh, more yeah. for Pulp
1: Fiction. Like, oh, that's like these are deleted movie theater worthy, probably. Yeah, people
0: would lose their minds sure, over
1: Sure, sure. They're classics. Right, but this is not a classic I at just, all
0: i just want to know did quentin tarantino just do a george lucas special edition <laughs> no nah, because he, he he only added in scenes he didn't go adding in like anything like cgi right like there's not a little r2d2 popping out of rocks like anywhere <laughs> where he wasn't supposed to be before no uh you know <laughs> but the director later on does say that he is still strongly
1: considering a, a star trek movie from him so it's been talked about it's been rumored about but as far as the rumors go, it's he fun. has one more film in
0: his in his career, and I don't think he's going to go out with Star Trek. Right. Uh, but what I find funny is he there was news about two to three weeks ago where Paramount was just like, you know, no, this is never happening. We're not doing another Star Trek movie and and Quentin Tarantino's Star Trek movie's not happening either. And it's like, okay. I mean, whatever. <laughs> Well, we'll just have to see. We'll I, see. I think it's one of those things that he's like, he's interested in, but that doesn't mean that it gets done, right? It doesn't mean that they want to. Oh, there's pay so many variables
1: that, that have to go in par. Exactly. Um, and plus, you know, you know, I mean, who knows? It's still so early. And and honestly, so, I think with the with just the upcoming uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood coming up, I mean, he's just going to be talking yeah. about a whole bunch of shit, and Supposed- he can't stop talking.
0: So he's just going to be rambling about all a whole bunch of shit. Supposedly, there is at least a script for his for his uh, Star Trek movie. Next news story. All right, Jay, I, I love this news story. There was a woman in China who was hospitalized during Avengers Endgame because she was crying too much. <laughs> I I wasn't even able to cry. I mean, I was crying, but it was because my bladder was literally so full that oh, Dave, I was like pinching my dick. Like <laughs> I, I never...
1: I'm being serious. I thought Star is Born. I cried a lot. This movie... I don't know what it is with me lately, but... Tears, uh, all those five times I mentioned before in the show and the re- in the recording that I cried, literal tears came down my face. Just two moments for me. That's I couldn't believe it. Could' not believe it. But I guess it goes to show because it, you know, it's been. You know, so long. So but, many movies.
0: But what I'm saying, like and this, this is the final one. This is like those, those, those women that like, or those not even just women, like those, those people who used to see Elvis and Fink. Those people who used to see like the Beatles right. and Fink right. and stuff like that. It's kind of like that. Like this woman like saw Avengers and was just so, so, yeah. so jazzed, and she just wound up crying so much that they're like, "You got to go. You're dying." <laughs> like, well, I mean, and
1: extending off of that, there was many people, um, actually being assholes and spoiling the movie for a lot of people coming, you know, waiting in line for the showing coming out of the movie theater and just, you know, spoiling it. Yeah. I was uh, next day in classrooms and schools,
0: people were getting punched and stuff. I was in Wawa and uh, Wawa is a local convenience store around here. Uh, We, I was in Wawa and in line the guy in front of me was talking to the kid who was ringing him up about avengers endgame and he asked him if he saw it and the the kid who was ringing him up the wawa employee ringing him up he's like yeah i i saw it so the guy starts talking his ear off about it in line and i'm right behind him and behind me is a woman who's standing there who i guess hadn't seen it because she just literally goes oh what the fuck and slams her shit down on the floor and walks out of Wawa get out yeah and I was just (laughs) like dude you have people take it serious you have to be careful like me and Lauren came out of the movie theater and we were talking about it like out loud um and then like there was a guy walking up and we both just went like (gasps) and we let him pass and he's just like was it good and we were like Uh-huh. Uh-huh. (laughs) And we got in the car. Like, for something that's this big. I know. It's hard.
1: You have to go out as soon as possible. I know you do. for your own benefit. But at the same
0: time, like, show a little restraint. You don't need to talk to everybody about it, like, when you're out in public and stuff like that. Like, I've heard stories of people in the bar, and people are talking about it at the bar, and they are just happen to be at the table next to them, and it's getting spoiled for them. It's just like, I, I know if it's I that, know. if it's this, if it's that big, it's that important to you. understand that life and time aren't always on your side. You just got to stay out of public. <laughs> you just got to stay away
1: and away from social media.
0: Uh, absolutely. For like all those- our,
1: Yeah. Our friends just saw it last night, uh, Rachel, uh, Tara and Ryan Dugan. Yeah, yeah, and and they managed to avoid spoilers. So by just
0: not going on the internet at all, (laughs) or going out in public. But yeah, uh, it's also like the same thing for like Game of Thrones. There's a lot of people who are waiting for this season to end, and then they're going to binge watch like the entire thing. So, or there's there's other people like Duty from Shaken Not Nerd. He he only buys the Blu-ray copies of it because there's not a lot of HD streaming options in Australia for Game of Thrones, so they buy the Blu-ray copy and then they they binge watch the entire season. So he has to stay like in the dark on anything Game of Thrones for the foreseeable future until it gets a, a Blu-ray release. That's easier to do. It's a little bit easier, yeah. Yeah, yeah you can just it cuz but it's weird like for years like people are like, "Oh, do you watch Game of Thrones?" Yep. Well, so no. okay, for for him the only difficult
1: part is going to be after the, the series finale, right? Right. Everybody in the world is going to be talking about it. it's going to oh. be plastered all over the place. Season
0: 8 Episode 3. That's that's kind of hard well, to avoid. Well, I all know, I know, I know. So, next news story. <laughs> all right, Jay. Suicide Squad 2 has cast another person. Uh, this is David Uh, He is going to play Polka Dot Man. And if you don't know who he is, uh, he actually was in Ant-Man. And he was also in The Dark Knight. He is a character actor who like once you, oh, yeah. once you oh, look up. He, yeah. he he is he he's just in a lot, a lot of stuff. And recently, a lot of that is superhero stuff. But yeah, he plays like back characters, but he's gonna be playing polka dot man. This is like one of DC's like ultimate like, F-list villains. Like, he's right up there well, with King. He has a very distinct King. look. He does. So yeah.
1: it works on those kind of ways. I mean, he's going to be memorable. He's obviously looking like a bad guy just because he has an odd look. And he could play swarmy. I mean, like... I,
0: I'm I'm down with it. Whatever. I'm sure he's a side piece. I mean, he's not going to be like the main villain. No, I I was actually thinking about this, and I was like, he is definitely the guy who who dies right away, like Slipknot was in the original one. He's the guy that that dies like almost immediately. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he has he has quite a long long career with with DC here. Uh, in in the Flash TV series, he played Abracadabra, and then he was also in, as we mentioned before, The Dark Knight. So uh, he's uh, he's on Warner Brothers' list, I guess, of, of people that it's like, hey, we need somebody, someone to die very quickly. It's like, <laughs> ah, we'll just we'll just get that guy. Um, but the, w- one of the interesting thing is the Dark Knight was actually only his second credited role. Wow, yeah. So he's come a long way in wow. uh, in in, tw- in eleven years. Next news story. All right, Jay, Warner Brothers has announced that Fantastic Beasts 3 has a release date. Fantastic Beasts 3 will be released on November 12th, 2021, three years after the original. Uh, and I believe it was only a two-year break between the other, between uh, well Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them and th- Crimes of Grindelwald. And this kind of makes sense because they want to write the course. I mean,
1: the second one was not overly well regarded. Um, neither was the first one so much for some people. I mean, but... You know, they need to get back into a better form with these properties because they're planning on doing eight movies. And the second movie made pretty much $100 million less than the first one. So that's a big shaky thing for Warner Brothers. They're a little nervous about it. So I think if they want to space it out a little longer and let the fanboys get all hyped up and wanting more Harry Potter type of stuff.
0: Then more people will go out all these guys years. getting all, all getting all hyped up polishing their wands just waiting for the next Harry Potter installment to drop No, I mean I I, I do really enjoy Harry Potter but uh, I want to see more of Dumbledam after after they like <laughs> dropped and I won't say what it is because I know how sensitive we all are about spoilers these days and yeah. um, you know, with, with the, with kind of like the story bomb that they dropped at the end of the other one, they're also going to, have to take some time to, cause they angered a lot of Harry Potter fans with that, where people were like, this doesn't make sense at, at all. Like, not in the Harry Potter timeline that we know. So they have to take time to kind of massage those fans a little bit too. Uh, Well said, well said. And uh, it's kind of like the same thing like Star Wars is doing right now. The Last Jedi made tons of money. Boo-goo bucks, baby. But also, it disappointed a lot of fans and turned a lot of fans against against the franchise uh at least when i say a lot i don't mean like the majority but i mean a a a select few who who are very vocal who didn't like it and now disney and jj abrams i I believe in this next movie it really seems like they're gonna be massaging those fans while trying to please everybody and fantastic beasts is almost in the same type of position where they're like, we have to continue this Harry Potter torch on because we still got rides at at Universal. We got to get people to go ride. We got toys and merchandise to sell. It should be a big moneymaker for them. And it's just not happening quite yet. It's just not getting it done. Next news story. All right, Jay. I am actually really, really excited about this news. Phil Lord and Chris Miller are now going to be in charge of Sony's Marvel TV universe, which means pretty much they're going to be in charge of a bunch of Spider-Man cartoons, (laughs) but that really excites me. And we, 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 we talked about this before where we knew that they had a all spider girls, like all, all, all all women in the Spider-Man universe uh, movie in the works. And they were talking about maybe turning Spider-Man into the, into the Spider-Verse into like its own TV show and stuff like that. And who better to do that than the guys who kind of lit that world on fire late last year with Spider Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. It's it's kind of like a perfect marriage plus I'm sure, you know, Phil Lord and Chris Miller are going to be super happy to cash those regular paychecks as showrunners. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. And, and also I think more than anything they have a strong vision. And I think they'll be able to portray their viewpoints with the artists that are going to be doing these daily shows.
0: I think what I like about it is that as producers, they have a unique voice, right? Like, I, you know, I, there's, it's been very few things that they've done that I haven't enjoyed. I mean, with the exception of Solo, but they only had one third of a part of that. <laughs> See, I, I think that this is in the right hands, and it actually makes me excited for what they got to come because the things Into the Spider Verse did so well, and what a lot of properties really have a trouble trouble with when transitioning from movies to cartoons and TV shows is Into the Spider Verse hit so many notes, and it was. It was appropriate and really good for for all ages like not even in like that disney way where it's just like feel good like it's it's the type of movie where there's something for everybody in there and i'm hoping that they plan on producing tv shows that are geared towards everyone as well kids can watch it their parents can watch it teenagers can watch it and it hits all those demographics next news story
1: the most unsurprising news, John Cena is
0: joining the Fast and the Furious 9 yes. movie. Yes. so uh, Who else is going to replace The Rock? I mean, come on. Oh, no one said The Rock's been replaced. He's just getting his own spin-off. That doesn't mean he's not in Fast 9. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. But I... This is becoming like the
1: Expendables.
0: It, it really, really is. And... You know, I'm okay with it. Like, I I really, like, you could tell me that Fast and Furious 9 is going to take place and it's a race around the moon. I don't care. Like, I don't care. You know, I could be like, race to Mars. We got to get to Mars first. Why is that, Dom? Because family. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Hop in our space cars. Let's go.
1: I feel like they need to get into the Asian areas more. To be honest, because you never see, it. I'm surprised they're not out there more often. The Asian areas. Well, I mean, like China and okay, you know, North Korea.
0: The Asian areas. I'm just loving this. Like you sound like you sound like an the old continent man. of Asia. Why don't you just why don't you just go a step further and just be like, you know, they really got to start selling to the Orientals. <laughs> it's just the way you said it. It's, just, it's like you paused because you're like, no, nope, no, nope, this doesn't sound right. But I'm just going to keep going. It's just my cold. <laughs> No, it's not. I'm just delaying. <laughs> you yeah. are you are getting older. I want to put like, like you know, we just redid the, the front lawn. I want to put a chair out there and have you sit out there just like you are now with like a button up shirt open <laughs> and just a beater on. And that way, when anytime someone steps on my lawn, you can go, get off
1: my lawn. <laughs> I should have been in the 50s at this point. You, or you or absolutely 60s. should. But yeah, John Cena, no surprise there. No. no. <laughs> and to be honest, I, I quite enjoy John Cena. Um, I think he's really coming into his own As far as an actor And god After seeing that last movie That silly parent ensemble Blockers Blockers He's good He's willing to do anything Like chug a fucking beer can In his asshole Yeah I mean exactly. Vividly On screen
0: Yeah Next news story all right, a little bit of a sadder note here, Jay. Uh, unfortunately, John Singleton, legendary director of Boys in the Hood, and one of my favorite Mark Wahlberg movies, Four Brothers, and, of course, one of the Fast and Furious movies, Too Fast, Too Furious, has passed mm. away. He was actually hospitalized about... To uh, About a week, week and a half ago, after having a massive stroke, it did not look like his brain function was going to be returning to, to normal, and he never really came out, of, uh, came out of a coma, so his family decided to pull the plug, which is, you know, it's unfortunate because, you know, we, we, you kind of lose uh, his voice now in, in Hollywood, but of course, you know, we still have his films and the testament that they are, so sure. you can always just, you know, just this week. Yeah, go, it's sad. Go check out Boys in the Hood if you haven't. before. You really should. It, you you really got to see. It. And then right after that, watch Straight Out of Compton. I mean, because they're both fantastic movies. I, I love Sh- that movie. Straight Out of Compton is not directed by John Singleton, but it, it has that feel. And and, and it and it, it, definitely, it does. And
1: it's inspired by I think his movies. definitely and inspired by it. It is a great movie, and it's emotional, and it is uh, well acted and done. So it's it's an under underrated film, I believe.
0: Yeah, 100%. All right, Jay, we got one final news story, but this news story comes in the form of a trailer, a much maligned trailer, if I do say so myself. The poetics is playing. Poetics bring the
2: drums in. Cut the beat and let the music play. No trailer park. Shout out to Dave and Jay. I don't surf, but there's a new wave. We've been on since God saved the right style. I don't want to flow until I know that the bass drop.
1: Gotta go fast.
0: Twenty minutes ago,
1: an energy surge knocked out power across the entire Pacific Northwest. This needs someone who can figure out exactly what we're dealing with. You're not suggesting who I think you're suggesting. We have no choice. Nobody cares! Ah, oh, come on. Okay, pal, I want answers. Basically, it looks like I'm gonna have to save your planet. Oh, is that all you got?
0: No, but thank you for asking.
1: 9 million steps
0: today just look at this trailer and tell me it does not reek of Michael Bay uh, produced Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that remake from like 2013 yeah pretty much it looks uh, maybe worse uh, I I don't know I think dare you know, I say, I mean, obviously here at Super Movie Brothers, we're not excited for this movie, but no. I think uh, Jim Carrey, d- d- Jim Carrey says it best in this. He goes, no one cares. <laughs> no one cares. I mean, we like the background music, but yeah. that's about it. <laughs> well, I would have preferred it if it was Amish Paradise. I've been spending most of our lives living in mm-hmm. an Amish paradise. I churned butter once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, weird house funnier than this movie oh god <laughs> that's, yeah that's so sad it is I mean, what is james marsden like I, mean, I i know james marsden has done obligation movies. paycheck same thing with jim carrey i, I have no idea like, i just don't understand like this. didn't he do that didn't he do that like easter movie where like he found the easter bunny it was called hop right yeah, yeah he did that yeah right this this is like hop too except instead of a rabbit it is <laughs> A, a super weird looking, realistic version of, in I, huge quotation marks, realistic version of Sonic the Hedgehog. Except instead of looking like the video game Sonic that I grew up with, it looks like the stuffed animal that every teenage boy has that he wipes cum on, and then it gets all dried and gross, and then they eventually have to part with their whooby because they jizzed on it too much. That's what Sonic looks like. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, it is. I, I don't know how to explain. I, I mean, obviously. The jokes are just very current
1: and very stupid and very old and recycled sometimes too yeah and it's jim carrey trying to do his 90s stick again and I, I don't think it's quite working
0: yeah it because well, um, i'm it feel- a huge jim carrey fan from the 90s to me watching but, it i was just like ah this, this kind of feels a little disingenuous doesn't it oh
1: it's just it it's just not working man no
0: no i i, I don't understand First, I don't know why this movie needed to what, be what, made. What? Right. I mean, what fans want this movie? Right. First off, like a couple months ago, you grew up with it. I don't want this. A couple months ago, they like there was the the set fo- not the set photos, but like there was the leaked image of what Sonic was going to look like in this movie, and it was correct. It looks like what Sonic does look like in this movie. And um, I, I went to go look it up because someone had mentioned it to me. So I typed in realistic Sonic. Don't ever do that. Unless you're going to to change your search filter to moderate and not to uh, and not to allow adult content, because I saw more like pictures of sonic with a massive dong just like putting it into all different types of things <laughs> i was not prepared for that and then i saw this trailer and i wasn't prepared for this either uh it's it's just you know it's whatever i i know it's gonna come out and i know it will have its fans i've already seen some people being like you know i'm cool with this and it's like that's cool i i'm cool with everyone you know it, it, every film has its fan I'm that's sure. true
1: it's for some people smaller margin of people i would say however no judgment have your fun have your fun yeah have your fun we're definitely not going to i wish i could partake in this but i can't
0: we're definitely not going to be watching this movie news there's not going to be a review on super movie brothers very well might be the last time you hear about (laughs) this movie from us (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know we just needed to do a trailer yeah. you know yeah yeah (laughs) we have got to generate content you know that's that's what that's what sonic is to us just generating content Good old Jim Carrey just
1: needed to buy some more art supplies or something. Yeah. I don't know.
0: And, but uh, he's, he's very clearly playing Dr. Robotnik, but we don't actually see him as Dr. Robotnik until you stay after the trailer's credits, I guess you would say. Then you get a picture of what Jim Carrey looks like as Dr. Robotnik. And I did notice that, um, Sonic did mention that he's here to save your planet when he was talking to James Marsden, so he's from a different planet. Right. So he is an alien, which is why he doesn't look like our hedgehogs. So apparently he 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 must really resonate with with the with with hedgehogs uh, on Earth when he sees them. He goes, "Oh, that's that's what I am." Just like just like Rocket refuses to accept that he's a raccoon. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, pretty much. All right, man. Let's get out of here and let's get into some beer reviews. Welcome back to the beer segment. Me, Jay, and Lauren have a couple beers that we're going to be reviewing for you. But before we do that, got to drop a line to our sponsor, Blowfish. Blowfish is the only FDA-approved hangover cure. What it is, two tablets that you drop into 8 to 12 ounces of water. Let that dissolve. Then you drink it down, and your hangover starts to feel better immediately. So if you went into a deep depression after Avengers Endgame because, A, things happened. We can't get into them right now. And B, you realized there's no MCU movies in the foreseeable future except for Spider-Man and then you went on a bender and drank your feelings away, then you're going to need some blowfish in the morning. So head over to fourhangovers.com. use the promo code SMBFISH, and you'll get your 15% off. Super Movie Brothers is also brought to you by the PodCoin app. You can check out the PodCoin app on iOS and Android. It's an app that allows you to listen to podcasts. I know, like a whole bunch of other them, right? But, what it does differently is it allows you to earn points which you can redeem for gifts and it also helps out charity by listening on there. So why don't you start earning a little bit for all your hard podcast listening? Head over to the PodCoin app and start listening to your podcast now. And so of course, what we've been doing, we've been doing Indie Pod Spotlights, but this week is going to be a little bit different for the Indie Pod Spotlight because I'm not going to play a promo. I'm just going to talk about it. So on the weekend of May 17th, 18th, and 19th. The Epic Film Guys will be doing their live stream for The Cure. Over 40 hours of podcasting live streamed right there for all of you to check out and to donate money during the live stream. It's kind of like one of those old Jerry Lewis fundraisers. So it's a lot like that. What it is, is it's Nick and Justin and they plan out 40 hours of content for people to check out and people can go on and they can tune in at Anytime, and a whole bunch of other podcasters join in on the festivities, on the fun, all in hopes that people donate a little bit to the Cancer Research Fund. So that again is taking place on May. 17th 18th and 19th i will be on on friday to 17th around 11 p.m eastern standard time to do a fantasy movie draft special edition with justin and chris and chris brayton and uh, a couple other guests i believe and then i will also be on around 11 p.m eastern standard time on the 18th where i will be doing a very special charity movie cocktail for Batman 1989.
1: Oh, you know, I bet Justin's going to be on that one. Yes.
0: <laughs> so I encourage all of you guys to go to livestreamforthecure.com, and you can donate early, and then join us on 17th, 18th, and 19th for this charity event. We can only do it with your support. All right, we got three beers that we're going to be reviewing here. So uh, why don't we get started with Lauren? So these beers that we are, we're drinking here, these are... Not our normal run of the mill craft beer. These are not, uh, how do we put it? Some people would say these are swill. But we're trying to drink stuff that everyone that we know can get their hands on. So we want to do it a little bit differently. So Lauren, what are you drinking for everybody?
2: I am drinking Lining Googles Summer Shandy.
0: Lining Googles.
2: Lining Googles. Lining Googles. Lining Googles.
0: <laughs> Lining Googles. I think if you put on like some sort of like German accent, Lining Googles, <laughs> like that that might work. I
2: can't do that though. Lining Googles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like Keggles, right? Lining Keggles.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I'm just not. I'm just not up to wherever you're at right now.
0: Lagunitas. <laughs> no, it's not Lagunitas. It's, it's Lining Kugels. No. It's, <laughs> all right. So it's called the Summer Shandy.
2: <laughs> yes, four point two percent alcohol by volume, and very lemony lemon beer. That's basically what I mostly taste. I know it, it's brewed with honey, um, but yeah, it's definitely it's a lemonade flavored type beer it's very good it's this is the type of beer i like to drink now because we're in the springtime going into summer i just like light beer i don't like anything dark or heavy at this point so i enjoy it
0: you take what's your score you got to give it a score what am
2: i scoring out of again out of four five. or five out of five out of five maybe a three
0: okay fair enough so that's just that's just an easy sunday sipper yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly all right, Jay, what are you drinking for everybody? I am drinking the Yingling Porter. It is 4.7
1: alcohol by volume. And um, it's one of the Yinglings that I've never really had before. I think I've only stuck with black and tans when I've gone with the dark stuff. But I recently went on a trip with a coworker, and he mentioned that his favorite Yingling is Porter. So I do love Porters, and I made me uh, seek out this six-pack tonight. And um, I'm really enjoying it. It is a good quality, overall creamy kind of full-bodied sipper Uh, for a porter and I do think it is underrated I think you don't see this around very often but it's it's really good I'm going to give it a 3.5 out of 5 I believe it's all around pretty solid
0: all right, man. And Jay, I am drinking one half of your beer. This is the sure. Yingling Black and Tan. It is a mixture of their porter with their premium beer. And if you've never seen their premium beer, it's the one with the green label and the red lighting. It is Yingling Swill. It is the worst <laughs> that you can get. Whatever they are selling Yingling for in that store, premium is $2 cheaper. <laughs> so this is that. It is 4.7% alcohol by volume. And I got to say, it's it's the porter that's mixed in it. It's premium. Pretty robust, and then you also get that that little hint of a pills on the back end. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. I, you know, I, I would far more I- enjoy the Porter, I believe. I think the Porter is just is just a better all-around beer, better well crafted. Um, it does have a little bit of like a pissy aftertaste. So I'm not I'm not crazy about that. I, I would give it a three. Like I could solidly drink these with no problem, but I'm not going to I'm probably not gonna get this again for a while. I think I just grabbed it because I haven't had it.
2: Right, and in a I, while, I was drinking yeah. the
0: porter, so I was like, "Oh, gonna grab a black." And jam. Every Plus once in a while, it's not bad, you know. Plus, it's cheap as shit. Like it it's, is, a, it's eight dollars for a six pack. Right, like that's <laughs> that's that's a lot better than like you know me and you who usually spend about like, thirteen dollars for a six pack. Generally, like a four pack. <laughs> Sometimes you yeah, know, good craft pack.
1: beers are really expensive.
0: So that's gonna do it for our beer reviews. Stick around because we are going to get into our review. I have heard a few times throughout this that we were going to be reviewing uh, Avengers Endgame. I did my best to cut those moments out, but it, it may—I may have missed one here or there. But instead, you know, as I said in the pre-roll, me and Jay are going to be reviewing High Life, and this is going to be slightly longer than a five-minute review, but it—it it will be ish. <laughs> it's still an ish. It's still an ish. We're going to be spoiler-free and then I'll, I'll put up another spoiler warning so we can discuss the film in a little bit more more detail because there are it's hard to talk about this movie without spoilers no no really but but what i mean is like there's a lot of things going on in the film symbolism and, and other things that that you need the context you need the context of what's going on in the story to to really a- explain it
2: since we left the solar system Radio
1: silence. I'll hold up. Almost all of us were still alive.
2: We were scum, trash, A refuse that didn't fit into the system. Until someone had the bright idea of recycling us. serve science. Why do you keep taking this sperm? I'll never have kids. Someday.
0: I know I look like a witch.
2: We had to begin the deceleration maneuver so the ship could approach a black hole. (sighs) This is the main goal of our mission. Do I look like my mother special
0: high life is the story of Monty played by Robert Pattinson who is alone adrift in a spaceship with his daughter and we see his, him and her trying to survive from her infancy to her teenage years and all of the bodily fluids that the human body could possibly excrete are fully on display in this film. <laughs> and that's really the only synopsis, spoiler-free synopsis that I can give you. But um, you may think that that means that we're going to be watching people shitting for an hour like like it's uh, Into the Wild with Emile Hirsch. Right. But that, that's not this movie. It, it's not that at all. There actually is a pretty deep and I would say rich story here that is is done in a very methodic way. With a very clear direction and purpose. It does. It it does have that. I do think that it tells its story in a purposeful way to be vague though and that's one thing that I'm I'm not crazy about like so I like these I, I, I like I like these movies that that are are sci-fi in nature they have a, a sci-fi concept to them mm. but with with a, a heavy dose of human nature mixed into it and that is this 100 but while watching it, it it does jump around in time and it's being purposely vague so that it can give you some sort of... Something to ponder over and talk yeah, about. Yeah, but, but I mean, it's being purposely vague for, for for no reason. You can still... I mean, in my mind, I know some there, people will... There's
1: some aspects of it that can be portrayed um, or perceived as vague. Um, I do think because I watched it twice, two days in a row, because the first time I viewed this movie, it was a big like, what the fuck did I just watch kind of experience. Yeah. And I knew that there was something there and I knew I experienced something special and unique, but I guess I wasn't really prepared for it mentally. And (laughs) so I watched it the next day and I enjoyed it immensely more. And I just kind of followed the beats a lot more, like the pacing of it, the slowness, the the raw aspect and the time jumps from as far as um, different kind of characters and time periods and um, on earth period of time, in space, periods of time, you know, things like that. So it all came together a lot easier for me on the second viewing. Dave just watched it one time. So obviously, well, one some of, things are going to be a little bit more... One and a
0: half. I watched right. the first half of it, and then I had to go cook dinner. And then when I came back, I tried to start it from where I left off, and I was like, oh, what's going on? So I actually went back and rewatched the whole beginning, which is where I started getting the story from. And But while I was cooking dinner, it, it did just keep playing. So... I got bits here and there, and then when I went back and watched it again, all the bits kind of got put together. But even then, I was still like, "Uh, okay. I mean, like, I get the concept of the movie. It's not like I need someone to mansplain it to me, but at the same time, while I'm watching it, to me, it just seemed like and I don't want to say it meanders because it cause it doesn't because it's very deliberate in the way it presents its story so it's not right. meandering at all um, I, I, just, I just wasn't happy with the way that it was portrayed to me at all okay. um, and I definitely while there's certain things that I love uh, you know cinematic wise about this movie especially a lot of the space shots and stuff like that there's other things that I wasn't crazy about like the interior of the ship and I know this is very purposeful leaves you nothing to be desired it looks like they filmed this in in an abandoned hospital or something, right? And I know that there is a reason for that, and we'll probably get into it in spoilers because this has to feel, this has to feel like a prison. This has to feel like like a very hopeless type place that they are in, and there's a, a very specific reason why this place is so hopeless feeling and stuff like that. But um, it was very drab. On the inside Uh, and uh, Pattinson, as far as like acting wise goes, didn't do it for me. I'm not like I I've never been crazy about him. I don't know what it is. It's it's just like a lot of times, like his facial expressions just piss me off. (laughs) when I'm watching him I don't know what it is it's a personal thing it's not so much of a knock on him it's a personal thing but.
1: um no I disagree I think I think he he did a, a pretty fine job in this movie I think it's not anything to say that it's like one of the best things ever no it's not a great performance it's a good performance I there's a lot of other roles that I preferred more right I've seen a lot I've Seen most of all of his movies since Twilight, and they're all indie movies. Oh yeah,
0: hundred I mean, percent. It's,
1: it's always done. Yeah. It's all he's ever done, and they're all varied and relatively solid. I would, I actually only say there might be only two or three other movies that were pretty
0: weak, but I think it. But not Harry Potter, Goblet of Fire, right? You know. He's fantastic in that. That's pre-Twilight days, baby. Cedric Diggory, what up? But look, <laughs> Christopher Nolan wouldn't have
1: casted him in his upcoming film if he didn't feel strong about him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, and I think. You know, I'm I'm not saying he's a bad actor. I'm just saying that like here I wasn't crazy about him. Like I just I I I also I didn't get to really understand the character at all because his story is is all over the place. So you you don't you don't get get into that in the spoiler section? You don't don't get to to build a sense of his character until the end. Right. By the end, you now understand his character, but in the beginning of the film you don 't understand his character at all you don 't understand anything that happened, anything that 's going on at all so for a majority of the movie i i don 't like him right like i don 't like him, and then nor most of the other characters right? n- r- there's there 's almost no redeemable characters right. in this, with the exception of his daughter and obviously that is it, that is a very purposeful thing that they 're that they 're doing here like they you know, she is new life. She is right. different than them and he does point that out. I also didn't feel like a connection between them. Like I didn't feel that while while watching this. Like I didn't feel that 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 this was a father daughter relationship. Now, granted, this would be a completely different father daughter relationship that anyone else has ever had in the history of the world because they're stranded alone. And but it, like to me, it seemed pretty devoid. And I, I
1: would get into spoilers about this more. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to be spoiler free and discuss about um, certain things like that. He was alone on this ship for very a very long time, and then all of a sudden, he has a kid, a baby,
0: right? All but by himself. Some, but at some point, he had to nurture this child. And and raise this child, teach this child how to talk, and and teach this child everything. So through those interactions, something. Uh, but you're still
1: hopelessly wandering through space, you know, by yourself. I mean, it's kind of depressing, you know. It's it not is depressing,
0: but that doesn't mean you're devoid of emotion towards your child. In that state of mind, who knows?
1: I don't know. Yeah,
0: I, like, I, I, you know, it's also, hard to say. It's hard to say. Also, there's gravity on this ship, and that just doesn't jive. <laughs> I mean, this ship is a square. Uh, and, Some of
1: the stuff on the ship and, and like the technology and everything, it, it's perceived to be very far in the future. Well, right. to some degree, but right, but
0: uh, all the doors like it doesn't make any sense. I know. There, I know. There's no like a, a, even the spacesuits don't even look like you'd be able to survive in oh, space. Oh, I know. In I, I know. And I understand it's a super low budget. Like, like, like. like don't get me wrong. I understand. Very that. low budget. Yeah, it's a it's a proper indie movie. Yeah, I understand that. But like you know, like all all the doors instead of like being like bulkhead doors, they are swinging doors with with hinges. like You know, with a regular doorknob on it and stuff like that. Like, man, they spared every expense. (laughs) (laughs) It's the opposite of spared no expense, they spared every expense possible in this <laughs> the only expense they that they, they spent money on was a sex chair that's what that's where sex all chair that's where all the budget went to robert pattinson right and a lot of and, and, and a perfecting lot of the black hole right, and a lot of white liquid like they really spent a lot of money on 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 on, on bodily fluids here <laughs> all right but uh so let's score it the, the, you know give it a score i'm giving uh, it an A minus all right I, I, it's my favorite indie movie of the
1: year i think um, it's really stuck with me and i um, especially in the second viewing, I really enjoyed what what they did. And it was bold and it was something
0: that you'll never see really again on screen, I think. Damn right. I'll never see it again. <laughs> <laughs> so so for me, I, I didn't hate it. I know like my, my nitpicks on it sound like I, I really hated it, but I actually really, really like the idea of behind it. I like, I like the story at least. And I do like the concepts that are here and even understanding the limitations of the budget and stuff like that. Anytime I'm in a sci-fi world, I want to kind of like feel like part of that world but one of the things they they never really get into is the political climate that brought them to this place like like why was this mission ever sent out there cuz clearly like the human the human race and, and and earth must have been in some dire straits for this to be the case right. there's there's no concept of that whatsoever uh throughout the you can movie. read into it a little bit but that's about it that's about it right and, and in my mind i was like oh clearly there's some children of men type shit going on back at home but yeah they're not I they're not so. they're not telling us that here and so i mean i while i enjoyed all of that and i did enjoy quite a few scenes with pattinson there was a lot of stuff with this story that I I I just didn't I I didn't go with you know uh, without getting to know any of these characters I didn't care about them like Andre uh, you know Andre Benjamin Andre Three Thousand is in this and he has so few character moments but yet I found out I I found I liked him best out of anybody in this entire cast and it's the first time I've seen him since John Singleton's Four Brothers in anything uh for in quite some time but I was happy to see him here because it wasn't that he was meant to bring
1: any kind of humanity and normalcy right within all the characters i believe i think that's what and i would like
0: to say that i'm an optimist because but i'm not you know you know me like i am an extreme pessimist but i do admire lightness in people so so once he's gone and i'm devoid of that like you know even the revenant had moments Mm. of of levity you know moments where like where like I, i got to actually feel for, for Leonardo DiCaprio's character, yeah. even though he was mainly just grunting and crawling around most of the time. Here, for, for Pattinson, I, he, he just seemed so void to me that he's almost not a character. And I understand that, that 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 may be deliberate, but at the same time, it means that I can't resonate with him. So then I would like to resonate with the daughter. Like, I would like to have some connection there, but we spend so few time, with, so, such little time with her as a teenager that you don't really get time to, to like her or even see any type of relationship develop there at all, but I still did enjoy the movie for for what I saw, so I'm giving it a B minus. All right, Jay, let's get into some spoilers here. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. All right, so spoilers for this, and it really comes down to the fact that they are on a mission that is serving. Twofold here. Right, they are learning to conceive babies in space, which has previously been thought impossible due to the high levels of radiation. They're mm-hmm. not able to con- to conceive. So the doctor who's on the ship, who is a doctor who was stripped of her license and imprisoned for previous crimes, is sent yes. off to space with a bunch of death row inmates who volunteered to do this. Who volunteered to do this because they thought it was freedom, and they well, it's a better alternative. Put it that way. So they. They Or more interesting. Or at least they thought. Right. So they get on this ship, and they are sent on a mission, not only to find out whether you can conceive babies in space, which, to me, I always felt like that was the doctor's mission in her head. No one told her that she, could, that she had to do that. <laughs> I felt like that was her own sick, twisted little game in mm-hmm. this in some way. But th- their main mission is to fly to a black hole and study both its effects and its energy output or input whatever and that's what they're going out there to do to study black holes and they do come across a black hole at one point and a girl who just committed a murder on the ship is sacrificed to the volcano and she is sent out and yes. we see we see the devastating effects of going near pretty a cool. black hole
1: i liked it yeah. i liked the visuals of that i thought it was a pretty cool death right um and and that's a, there's a lot of that it, it it just shows that with all this time and the way the characters are because they are just savage prisoners and they opted to go out here the one weird thing about it is it's like well where, where's where's the real like there's no real authority figure I mean there is a figure she the was, doctor the doctor was, but, but she's but just as what, fucked as they, they are yeah like what's keeping them in line like what's, what's the incentive that's where that's where I, well, I always the, struggle
0: with a little bit the, some it, from time to time there is a scene where she's walking down the hallway and all of them are locked in their rooms right so there is some sort of lockdown which means that there is some sort of punishment not well, to mention to some she, degree she is their lifeline she's the one that's supplying them with nourishment she's the one that's supplying them and, with and, and fun and drugs too and drugs and so she has her ways of keeping them in line right. and some of the ones that are harder control she's controlling them with sex right and so and, and like i said she's just as twisted as the rest of them oh are. yeah they all use the fuck
1: box besides uh robert pattinson's character right uh he's the only one that chooses to not offer his his fluids to her in her experiment
0: and that scene where the doctor who's played by Juliette Binoosh Binoosh Binoosh, Binoosh Uh she goes into that and, and that scene is about five minutes long of her literally on the sex toy just like on on on, on the Fox It's seat. trippy it's really trippy it's not trippy it, it and I, I don't I have I do not have weak sensibilities at all. It's gratuitous <laughs> for the sake of it. <laughs> it is. Um... It's it's meant to show you her her lust her her. Animalistic side, and that's and that's exactly who she is, you know, w- with these people, right? That that she's right. in quote unquote charge of. So this it, it, this this ship is pretty much devoid of humanity, and it is almost even though it's filled with humans, besides the garden, and it's right? devoid of emotion, right? But they all kind of have like this this reverence and this worship for the garden, obviously meant to to represent like a garden of Eden in in a sure, way. Sure, and
1: I think there's it's the only place of hope and and calm and peace, right? And everything else is just cold and stark and just cloth and right. metal. And there's nothing that that feels like home or feels... Right.
0: And the, the ironic part of it is that these are people who, quote unquote, thought they were escaping prison. Right. Only to find out that space is the largest prison you can ever go-to
1: yeah and and a lot of them suffer the consequences for that and 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 you know just uh, what's 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 interesting is i think a lot of the kills make sense within the characters um
0: well you got a guy who rapes he gets killed
1: right but he was from the very get-go you could tell he was a little bit more of the wild child right he was definitely popping extra pills drugs she was trying to keep him in line in that way
0: right because he was the he was the worst of them
1: and yeah just randomly jerking off In front of everybody, without any, you know, minor reason, and then all of a sudden, yeah, he just gets the urge to go and. So when I told
0: Mia Goth's character, when I told you that. Yeah, there are going to be, like, everything in this movie is about a bodily fluid. They th- There's a, there's even a point where they show his shit going down a pipe into the black water, is what they call it. It's before it gets purified and turned into white water, right. which is what you use for bathing and drinking and stuff like that. There is blood in several different scenes. There's semen. There's breast milk. There's menstrual blood. There's, yeah. like... A lot of bodily fluids. And that was,
1: that was certainly a a a uh, a point that oh, yeah. Claire Denis wanted to to have and show, and she thought that was she wanted to strip everything away to everyone's basic core, um yeah, reactions and desires and and behavior, and and I think
0: it's humanity at its worst, both both you know biologically and psychologically,
1: yeah. Yeah. And I think this is her first English speaking film. Um, It's obviously probably the highest production um, cost. and, And I think she does a fine job trying to balance it. I mean, I think it's, you know, I don't know what kind of budget she had to play with. However, you know, it was effective enough. I think the garden, obviously, was a, was an important thing. I don't think the little nitty-gritty details that we mentioned before as far as the suits and the
0: doors and the gravity. I think that all takes a backseat to, back to the, to you the, can look over to the human stuff. story that sure. they're trying to tell here. Um, so we see the devastating effects of a black hole, right? Um, right. But at least one of them. But right, and the film ends with them flying into a black hole. Now, yes, that black hole looks completely different than the one they went into before. But we're left to kind of to our own devices whether they survived going into this, because supposedly in the middle of a black hole there's a singularity that you know no time exists, space doesn't exist, light doesn't like yeah. Suddenly
1: they're just present like in in this area in space and they look at each other and and, and he's just like shall we and right she says yes right but no and, one knows and that's
0: that but no one knows what that means no right, right? No. that that could be shall we exactly. go into the afterlife because our bodies were just ripped apart by the intense sure, gravitational sure. pull that we just that we just occurred but true. our souls are intertwined soul meets body let's do this uh but you know to me watching this they're dead they, you know, I know that there is supposedly the hopeful side of it as well, where you can say like, "Who knows what's on the other side of that? It could be a completely other dimension. It, they could go on to be gods. There could be a baby floating in space, <laughs> a fetus, a fetus floating in space, like mm-hmm. two thousand one. It could be any number of things in the middle of that black hole. You never know. But, but in in my mind, they were ripped apart. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't know. I mean, I think it's
1: implied, but either that way, something happened. Regardless of I whether did.
0: they were ripped apart or or they're dead, they are free of their prison. Right, right. exactly. And I think, um, and that it, was the coolest thing about it. This fucking movie just shows me so many fucking dead dogs. Uh, made me angry. You get a dead dog in the yeah, stream. We get. We I get, think
1: it was a wasted
0: scene. Get I, dead I think dogs was,
1: eating each other. There was, there was ten minutes of unnecessary time and footage.
0: I mean, it. it, it
1: Okay. Again, so actually, it's, that's it's, not necessarily true. I it's actually, more think, th-
0: it's more things that show you a a again I, th- a lack of humanity. because well, how
1: do most people react when they see a dog? Oh,
0: puppy! Let me touch it.
1: That, but also, I think you get a lot of good stuff from the daughter. That's true. Beforehand, she, you know, she he, wants He's trying to warn her. Like, look, there might be people on that ship, right. and he's trying to like build. You know, like this is a big deal, and she's like, "All right, cool. Let's let's that's fine. You know, we don't need any help. Let's. But okay." And he's just kind of like laughs because like this is a massive deal. This is like not supposed to ever happen. This is crazy. And 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 she just kind of downplays it, and and he kind of gets a chuckle from that. And then after the fact, yeah, she does. She's a teenage girl. She wants a puppy. She doesn't understand like why she can't have him on their ship,
0: right? Because who knows what filth and disease from all those dead dogs they could be bringing into. So that's her initial reaction, and then
1: after that, but like that's some character things from the daughter that I. That helped me understand and and empathize with their relationship a little bit more. But the actual going onto the ship and seeing all the fucking dead, I did not want to see that.
0: I did not like it. It was, that was stark. It reminded me me of like the lobster where, like, you know, she kicks the dog to death and they they make me watch it. And I was (sighs) like, I didn't That's want to fine. watch that brutal i didn't want to watch that and You're seeing I a lot to say, more of that in cinema i feel like I it know. sucks because they know that dogs immediately rip at people's heartstrings it's just it's just yeah. the way of it but you know i i still enjoyed the movie for the concept that that it had um i just i do wish there was a little bit more and i don't mean like backstory for the characters i just mean like political backstory because we do get to see him watching like these videos of like earth of like and i think one is clearly meant to be him in the ocean like he's he's watching a kid just walk into the waves Mm. And stuff like that. And it's it's all things he'll never get to experience again. Like they all thought that at, at the beginning of their journey that they were going to get the comeback. Right, right. There was a return for them. But it, it becomes very clear sometime around day yeah, 76,000 yeah, that but, we are not returning. Right.
1: Yeah. And I, I, there's only one scene of the inventor of the ships or the project or whatever from a reporter on a right. train. And he says, and they didn't explain anything really. Nope. And, and it was one of those things where, I don't know if it was editing issues. Like maybe she just no, cut out a little too many scenes that didn't I, overly explain. Some I think it's things, because
0: the journey does. It's it's not the destination. It's not it's right. not what's what what they're meant to find, or or, or or how this how this all came about. It's their journey. That's yeah. what matters. Yeah. Uh, but for you know for me being kept in the dark about so much just takes away from the world I guess even though he is supposed to be the world and the daughter is supposed to be the world right. like that's all we're supposed to like really For be me I pieced together enough you know for me to enjoy and and you know for
1: all of the at least from what we know all the other characters reasons for being on the ship were probably worse than his cuz he was just upset as a kid who killed A girl who killed his dog, um, and I don't know another another dead dead dog. dog.
0: (laughs) I (laughs) can't wait to see Neil deGrasse Tyson's commentary on this movie. (laughs) Oh boy, yes. All right, so that's gonna do it for Super Movie Brothers tonight. I do encourage people to check out High Life if you are if you are into if you are into these indie movies. I would say it's like the Jay's Indie Corner if stuff. If you yeah. into Jay's Indie Corner, this is the first time we've done like a real review for a Jay's Indie Corner type movie. And this is certainly one of those kind of films. Absolutely, it is. If you're enjoying Super Movie Brothers, please leave us a five star review on iTunes. That is how we grow. That is how pe- more people will find us. That's what helps make the show just a little bit better. Uh, if you are really enjoying the show and you would like to help us out head over to our patreon that is Patreon.com slash Super Movie Bros Podcast for just $1 a month. You can get additional content from us over there. We are, of course, part of the Pod Network. So be sure to check out all the great shows that are part of the Pod Network. You can head over to PodFixNetwork.com. You can also see a lot of our movie cocktail recipes up there. Just click the tab, uh, just click the menu tab and scroll down to Movie Cocktails. Our trailer Park music was brought to you by Thomas Ianucci, So check him out on Sp- spotify he is a great friend of the show and we can't thank him enough for giving us that trailer park music that we use so i want to thank all of you guys for listening have a great night cheers cheers